We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into another edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast. We call this the game plan, which essentially is a preview of the weekend ahead in Sooner Athletics. But for the most part, today's episode is a very special look back at a pretty impressive senior day for several standout Sooner athletes, including one Jordan Evans. You'll hear from Jordan. You'll hear from Joe Mixon, you'll hear from Ahmad Thomas, and many others from the Sooner Pro Day, plus some perspective from the great Teddy Lehman, all coming up on this edition of the Game Plan on the Sooner Sports Podcast. As always, though, we start every podcast with a thank you for downloading. We appreciate you taking the time to not only download, but hopefully also subscribe. Remember, the best way to be a part of the Sooner Sports Podcast is by searching Sooner Radio Network on iTunes, or if you just want our main shows, the game plan, and of course, the tailgate, you can log on to Soonersports.tv slash podcast. So where do we start today? Well, we obviously start with what was an impressive day for the University of Oklahoma and its student-athletes who are going through the process of what I think many of us call and what many of us feel like is the ultimate job interview. It was pro day on the campus of the University of Oklahoma. All 32 NFL teams were represented at pro day, and it was a big day for Jordan Evans. Overall, how happy are you with today? Oh, I'm extremely happy. So, um, you know, now it's just got to let God take control and just sit back and wait. You feel like you did what you needed to do to convince people that, hey, uh, I'm worth a look? Oh, most definitely. Um, obviously, I can say that. Hopefully, scouts say the same. But 
I definitely feel very confident today. You know, you're a guy that always talks about how you know you should be a running back, a, a returner, but uh, I don't think anybody of your teammates were surprised with what you did at the vertical, vertical jump or, or the 40. So, um, you know, I guess how much do you think, um, I guess how confident were you going into it, even though maybe you surprised some of the scouts, but I'm sure you weren't surprised in, in yourself. No, I, I, um, I had all the confidence in the world. Um, because, like, I've been doing this for the past two months. I knew the numbers that I hit when I was out there, and I knew I was going to do it again, and that's what I did. Jordan, thanks. Thank you. Cool. Jordan Evans minus the combine invite, making the most of his day. As did Joe Mixon. All eyes were on Joe. Of course, he was not invited to the combine. He took advantage of the opportunity on Wednesday. Obviously, a lot of people were anxious to see uh, what, what you could do out here today overall. Did you feel like you did what you needed to come out here and do? I mean, yeah, just be myself, come out here, have a good time, cheer on my teammates, and have fun. That's all I came here to do. You feel like you uh, accomplished the numbers that you wanted to do? Um, pretty much, yeah. Could have did better, but, I mean, got one shot, and that's pretty much what I did. Uh, what's this whole process been like for you, you know, training, just kind of working up towards this day? It's it's uh, a lot of going into, uh, to you know, performing here today, and then, uh, again, kind of stealing yourself from here on out. Well, it's been a fun process, very long. I mean, still got a long way to go, but at the end of the day, it's been it's been fun, and I've been enjoying every single moment of it. And what was it like to get to come back here and, and uh, one more day be here inside Everest and, again, uh, compete with your teammates? I mean, it meant a lot. Um, showed I could do in front of my old teammates and, you know, coaching staff, Coach Schmitty. You know, basically, we all showing what Schmitty gave us, and we pretty much put it together today. Last question. Um, you know, now that your your career here at Oklahoma is done, how thankful are you that you were a Sooner? I'm very thankful. I mean, Coach Gundy, Coach Stoops, um, the academic people, and you know, high ends like you know uh, President Bourne and Joe C. They gave me a second chance, and I was very grateful of it. And I was going to do whatever I could, you know, to be the best person and best teammate ever I could be. How about some more Sooners that didn't get the opportunity to go to the Combine? Ahmad Thomas put up big numbers in trying to make a splash to end up finding himself drafted in the NFL draft. All right, Ahmad Thomas, pro days in the books. A lot of time spent working up towards this day. How does it feel? Do you feel pretty happy with what you did out here today? Yeah, I mean, I'm happy with what I did, especially coming out here competing with my brothers for the last time. And, you know, it's just all about putting up numbers and showing everybody what you can do. What's this process like? Because it's a lot of staying mentally focused, being locked in for, for two straight months, just preparing for this day, right? Uh, I mean, if your mind not prepared for it, it can be a little overwhelming because, you know, it's 8 o'clock every morning and it's every day up to Monday to Saturday just training, just training. And, I mean, if you're not ready for it, it's going to be overwhelming. But, I mean, if you go in ready for it with your mind and just wanting to compete and just do your best, then you should be good. Coach Kiss said you were with Jordan Evans, right? Uh, what was it like? How helpful was it to have somebody you're familiar with kind of going through this process with you? It was, it was amazing because, you know, I was I actually signed first and then I told him that we should go together. And he was like, yeah, I mean, of course, because, you know, we've been together for four years and obviously we push each other to be better. So it was it was a good thing that we did go together. And what did you think about what Jordan did out here today? Obviously, he put up some some pretty impressive numbers, especially that vertical jump. Yeah, I mean, I already knew because, you know, we was training together. So we already came out here. We knew what we was about to uh, what numbers we was about to put up. So it wasn't a surprise to me. <laughs> 
You know, when I was talking to Charles Tapper, one thing he said is that you kind of feel like, okay, you can breathe a little bit, but the, the process isn't over after this. So how do you, I guess, continue to impress people and, and put your name out there so that they'll take a chance on you following this day? I mean, in my eyes, I feel like our work is done. Like, just to show everybody what we can do, now it's up to us to just keep training and stay in shape, and everything else is in, in God's hands. Come on, thanks. Thank you. As did Jordan Wade, who put up huge numbers on the bench press for Bear. Here with Jordan Wade as Pro Day is in the books for him. First one uh, wrapping up. Uh, overall, how did you feel like you did today? Felt pretty good, you know, just getting back in here, going with all the guys. It just felt good to be around everybody and compete. Pretty happy with, with your performance today? It felt really happy, really. Um, what is just the the relief, the emotion like? Because I know there's a lot of build up to this day. Now that it now that it's in the books, mm -hmm. just feel good. Finally, just get over. Worked up for these two two months, getting ready for all this, and it just feels good to be done with it. Kind of walk us through what your preparation process was for this day. The day was we get up really early in the morning, get some breakfast in, and get to the workout place, and just work on all my drills. So, uh, do you feel like all that hard work paid off today? I feel like yes, all of it. Just just a big relief. So have you been meeting with, with scouts and, and teams? What are, what's kind of the feedback that you've heard? I just heard like everybody's just really impressed with everything, just hearing everybody just talk whenever I'm just walking around. Well, it's good stuff, and congratulations on a great pro day. Thank you. And finally, one of the guys who was at the Combine but chose not to work out was Dee Westbrook, and all he did was go out and put up a blazing number in the 40-yard dash. Okay, here with D.D. Westbrook. Well, there was a, a lot of hype coming into this one because of your 40 time and, and what you were doing out here today. Overall, so far, how do you feel like you've, you've performed? Uh, I think I did pretty good. Uh, I think I lived up to the hype. Uh, not really sure yet. I'll find out a day or so after. So, so are you happy with your 40 time then, 4-3-4? Uh, no, I'm not happy. Uh, the reason being is uh, I've been working my tail off for the past few months, few months to get down in uh, the low 4-2s, and for me not to pull that off, that, that's not okay. What has the, the few last few months been like for you? Uh, it's been crazy. You know, it's been a grind, trusting the process and trying to be prepared. You know, uh, this is my first ride, first ride, first crack at it. So uh, pretty much um, trying to stay focused. And what's next for you after today? Uh, after today, I'm going to stay in Norman uh, for a few days. I got to sign in March the 11th here. And um, after that, I'm going to head back to Fort Worth, get some training in. You feel uh, like you, with the work you've done here at Oklahoma, then the work you've done the last few months, you're, you're ready for that next step, ready to, to take your professional career on? Uh, yes, I believe so. We'll see you in a few months. Didi, thanks. I want to take thank a you. moment to thank Jessica Cootie for all of her hard work and getting these interviews, everyone over at Sooner Vision. It was a fun day. We ended up doing a live webcast throughout Sooner Pro Day. It was fun. It was interesting. It was educational. And, you know, we talk so much about, the players, how about the staff and the job that Schmitty and Sam Coe did in, in, in putting this all together? It was phenomenal. Speaking of Sam Coe, I had a chance to catch up with Schmitty's assistant, the strength and conditioning program at the University of Oklahoma, and ask Sam overall just his thoughts on Pro Day and what it meant. Yeah, it was really great experience, to be honest with you. Uh, it's the second year that uh, Coach Schmitty and I have gone out there. I mean, he's been going out for, for many years, but uh, second year that I've uh, had the the chance to go out there and see the guys when they're going through their workouts. For, it's, a, it's a really amazing experience. So, For for you, when, when you make the trip to the Combine and, and you and Schmitty go, uh, is it kind of is, – is it fact-gathering? Is it more just kind of being there for the guys like this year, Samaje? And I know Didi didn't do anything physically, but Charles Walker, that go through it. What, what is kind of that trip like for you guys? 
Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of both fact-finding for sure. I mean, we head out there and uh, get a great chance to network with other strength coaches and uh, scouts and coaches in the NFL. So for us, it's a, it's a good time to go and, uh, and see what else is going on in the world of uh, physical conditioning and, and stuff that we can look to improve our program on. Uh, and then also just to, to have a look at the athletes and see, you know, what time the guys are posting, how guys are actually performing at those events and, and then come home and at least know that what we're doing with our program is physically uh, developing the guys so that when they get onto that stage, they're, they're able to, to show off their skill sets. How impressed were you with what Samaje did on the bench press? But you you knew this, yeah. right? You you knew that was coming, didn't you? Yeah. We, we sort of had a fair idea of what Samaje could do on bench press, having uh, having seen him in the weights room for the last three years. So, uh, yeah, it was very, very impressive. It looked like he might have been able to get a few more out there as well, but uh, just got out of form there a little bit at the end, I think. So, yeah, it was very, very impressive to see him do that. Help me understand Pro Day then, because we're getting ready with complete coverage on it tomorrow. Sam, what is, in your opinion, as you view it, what do you view the goal of this Pro Day as opposed to what the guys went through the Combine? It's almost like a Combine for Oklahoma guys more than anything else, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it definitely is. It's a, it's a Combine for a, for our Oklahoma guys. There's a few other guys who, who may have missed out on an invite or get their chance to perform and show off what talents they have and what uh, – physical attributes they've got which is is great for everybody who's been through our program to do and you know i think it's also a little bit more more fact finding for guys in the nfl who are looking at uh, potential athletes so they get a a more close-up experience with our guys personally which is very very beneficial for our guys so take me through uh and and i'll ask drill by drill so for you this is routine stuff for a guy like myself i love learning about it what is the goal whenever you have a guy, let's just say, for instance, everyone does the broad jump. What are yeah. what are scouts, Sam, looking for whenever they see a, a linebacker or a running back do the broad jump? What what are they looking for here? Yeah, I mean, each of the, the physical drills themselves, so broad jumps, vertical jumps, uh, 40 times, those sort of tests themselves are pure athleticism tests. So it's, it is really having a look at what is this guy's uh, – speed coming through their 10-yard, 20-yard splits, as well as their 40 splits on a 40 for their broad jump. How horizontally explosive is the athlete when they're able to just do one movement? And the same with a vertical jump. How ver- how much vertical power can the athlete develop during one movement? Uh, again, so that, that really gives you a pretty decent understanding of what athletic attributes the athlete has coming out of college. So those drills in themselves are... are they're fairly self-explanatory. I think that's why they're very good to do because you can compare apples to apples on it. So you can compare two guys having a look at what they weigh, how fast they run, and it gives you an overall picture of what that athlete's physical ability is. And And then the other side, obviously, is the drills. Once they get done with that, getting to work out one-on-one with the, the NFL coaches and going through their position stuff. So. How, how do you determine what drills are used? Is it pretty much baseline for every uh, every single pro day and for what every single coach kind of wants to see guys go through? Or can you individualize them for, say, a certain guy? Let's just go to last year. Let's just say with Dominique Alexander going through things, someone says, hey, I want to see him do this drill, and we don't typically do it. Would you be able to facilitate that, or is everything pretty much streamlined where it's the same? Pretty much streamlined. All of the physical tests are uh – they're locked in. And I guess the best reason for that is, is for comparison over time. So you can go back and compare, you know, a different athlete to that and see how their athletic attributes sort of stack up in comparison. 
some of the drills that they take the athletes through change a little bit depending on what the coaches want to see. But again, most of the time they're pretty stock standard uh, drills that they take them through there. So they just they're looking for different things each time they take them through a position drill. How do their hips move when they're running? How quickly can they come out of their cuts when they're reacting to stimulus or, or somebody giving them a direction? So those sort of things are pretty self. Uh, the same throughout, but you know they do get tweaked a little bit when the coaches come through. So, how much can change on one day based on the preparation that's gone in? In other words, you like you said with Samaja, you guys pretty much knew what he was going to do on the bench press. Like we could probably lay out with guys like Charles and even Samaja on the forty yard dash. You pretty mm-hmm. much know what they're going to do on this one day. Uh, pro day, or if it was looking back on the combine, Sam, how are, are you ever truly wowed? Does does a number pop up and your jaw drops, and you think, "Where did that come from?" Or does do numbers usually much follow the trends of preparation? What guys did leading up to that day? Very much so. It very much follows their preparation. You know, sometimes you'll see uh, you'll see a guy who comes out and tests, and it's an unbelievable thing that you've never seen before. I mean, uh, I think the uh, DN from Texas A and M's a prime example of that. I don't know if many people are expecting expecting those sort of numbers, but guys, once you've worked with a guy for a few years, you definitely have a pretty solid understanding of what their their capabilities are and what they're going to be able to produce. But in saying that. The preparation can definitely uh, can definitely take them to to another level. I mean, you've got a fair idea, but depending on how they go away and prepare and they come in on that day and perform, usually, you know, there's there's a little bit of uh, variation just depending on that. Where is the biggest? And and this is maybe a, an unfair question on short notice, Sam. But where have you seen the biggest advancement when it comes to scouting these guys? Uh, I know, like you said, Schmidty's been going for a while. Uh, you're a young guy, so you're kind of on the cutting edge of everything as well, too. But just from a talent evaluation and maybe even from your perspective of strength and mobility evaluation, where have you seen the biggest advancement in preparation and training over the last couple of years? Yeah, I think a lot of the, the visual technology as well as some of the uh, attachable technologies that give you feedback on how fast people are moving and looking at technique on how guys are moving, they give you some really good insight into how you can better prepare for, for each of the physical tests or just better prepare to be a football athlete physically. So we have a, you know, we've got a bunch of different systems that we use within OU that let us have a better look at how the athletes move and you know, one of the things that the coach me and I often talk about, a lot of good coaches can tell you that with their eyes. You know, they can actually look at an athlete, watch them move and, and get that feel for it. But having that extra technology to sort of back up what you're, what you're looking at really does give you a bit more of a, a clear cut yes or no when it comes to what you're thinking. So having, for example, watching a guy start on a 40 with a camera uh, system set up close to that, you can sort of, tell it by watching yourself as a coach but having that second layer of information provided from the from the filming of it gives you some more concrete evidence as to how you can improve in areas you uh it was awesome watching the piece they did on the new locker room and the new facilities but sam for for the entire staff how excited are you to finally be able to get into that new facility and have for lack of a better term all those toys now at your disposal to really kind of help prepare guys yeah, I mean it's it's we're we're all very pumped up over here. We've been uh, been in the makeshift facilities for a bit over a year now, so we're very pumped to get in there and actually have the facilities. And you know, a lot of things that don't really change in our field when it comes to how you prepare athletes. But having 
a little bit better ways to assess uh, with the technology really does help, I think, when it comes to just understanding what it is we need to work individually with athletes on. So I think that's a really big benefit that this new facility is going to have for us. And we're very excited to get in and start using those pieces of technology. So I don't know how many young athletes are listening right now, but I think it's a fair point to bring up. Sam, they can they can work hard in the gym. They can work hard in practice. But it's not just – it's a commitment more than anything else. And I don't know, maybe you can give us some perspective on not, – not like the inner conversations. But when you talk to scouts, whenever people come through, they want to know about that work ethic, right? It's more than just, yes, sir, hey, yeah. wow, that guy ran a four five forty and, and threw mm-hmm. up the, the bench press. They want to know about a guy's attitude. They want to know about his commitment to the team. They, they want to know a little bit of everything from his personality perspective, don't they? Oh, for sure. Their traits are one of the biggest things that scouts will talk about. What are his traits when it comes to his work ethic? What are his traits when it comes to how he prepares for football? I mean, uh, it's all well and good to go out there and physically blow the tests out of the water. But if you're a guy who's a little bit less resilient, you might, as scouts might sort of think, well, this guy might have injury prone issues where he's just not resilient in his training and doesn't commit to that. So, or or just not preparing like a professional. So, you know, those things are, are definitely what scouts are looking at is this person someone who's going to train like a professional athlete day in day out come into the facility have a positive influence on their teams it's you know it's not just the physical for sure it's definitely a mental portion to it and the traits that you bring to that are are highly important when it comes to scouting so does the energy level get ratcheted up for you tomorrow sam do you guys get a little bit more fired up or do you have to kind of treat it as just another day No, I, you know, it's always a great day. I mean, I, this is this will be my second one here at OU, so it's a it's a great day having those guys come back in, especially since they've been all, been away training from the facility, getting to see some of the seniors and uh, underclassmen who have come out early and get to see them put on their show for the NFL. I mean, that was a lot of guys who come through our program. Our, our goal was for them to, one, come in and win us some championships and play some good football for OU, but two, eventually uh, graduate from here and move on to the NFL. I mean, we're trying to run in a very elite program here. So that's the eventual goal. So when guys come back on those pro days, yeah, the energies, it's great because those guys are getting their chance to really to put on a show for these these scouts that come in and, and watch. Hey, a f- final quick thought. I just wanted to bring this up because, you know, we, we see it in some of the commercials now. People are talking more about recovery. And I think yes. it's one of the more compelling things to learn about because you always say, oh, you, you got to grind. You, you got to be up before everyone else. You got to stay up later. But we're learning a lot about recovery, aren't we, and the importance of rest more than anything else. Right, Sam? Yes, for sure. I mean, that's uh... – a lot of what I've done for research in my PhD is how the nervous system of an athlete and the immune system of an athlete recovers after extensive stress. So it's a, it's a very important thing. And it's one of those things that I think is, as more people learn about it, they understand the importance of, of two things. One, fitness, how you physically go about preparing yourself. If athletes, you know, some recent research will tell you that Athletes who miss time during the preseason usually end up missing more time during the in-season. So are they physically resilient enough to go through the demands of, uh, of a season? And the other thing is then once you're in the season, how do you make sure that as an athlete goes through their, their week-to-week schedule that they're performing at an optimal level? And a lot of the time, you know, it's, it, it can be just about finding what is required for that individual to make sure they're ready to perform at a high level. And then from Sam to a guy that went through many a test, trained quite a bit, Teddy Lehman, former University of Oklahoma All-American linebacker, 
Benerica Award winner, Butkus Award winner, all-around awesome guy. We asked Teddy for the one guy, the one thing, the one issue, the one performance that stood out to him from yesterday. Ooh, the number one thing. If I could only pick one thing, I would say that um, Joe Mixon had everyone kind of uh, stirring a little bit. The number one takeaway is Joe Mixon. Now, the interesting thing is, all he did is go out and do what I expected and what everyone around here that's watched him closely expected, right? But for the right. scouts and for people that haven't seen him in person, uh, you know, they've heard what they – you always hear what people are supposed to do, but if you've never seen it before and you show up and then you see it and it's like, wow, I think it had that type of effect on the scouts. All he did is perform the way we had. Like, I've been talking since – Oh, I don't know, the end of the season, that I think he's the best running back in the draft. I think he's better than Fournette. I think he's better than Cook. So, to me, all he did is go out and kind of back that up with his his 40 and all the different things that he did. But for some other people that maybe hadn't thought about him and for whatever reason had d- dismissed him maybe because of the video, well, I think they left with uh, Joe Mixon making a big impression on him. For then you obviously being a linebacker, and we talked about this on the Sooner Sports TV uh, broadcast, but to see Jordan Evans put up the speed numbers that he did, Ted, again, I don't think that's much of a surprise. He maybe got himself in the conversation in the late rounds, I hope, but what does he still need to do? What will he still need to prove to scouts from this point forward? Well, you know, the pro day is just a small portion of the evaluation process, right? You've got scouts that right. follow the team year-long uh, that are at a bunch of different games. They're at practices. They're in and out of the, uh, the film room watching film from the team all the time. And then you've got pro day, and then you've got you know the teams go back and dig into your film again. The coaching staff actually digs into it uh, on the scouts' request. And there's just a long evaluation process. The question with Evans is going to be, why doesn't that speed translate onto the film all the time? Well, there's been times where we see Jordan Evans show flashes of that, that great speed out on the field, but there's also a lot of questions with his film. And, you know, that's going to be part of the process. But I do think that a team is going to say, look at these size, look at these measurables. We can get him in here, and, and this is how coaches think. We can, we can coach him how to play with great effort and play with good pad level all the time. So they always think that they can coach better than the last guy. So as long as you have the measurables, then you're, you're usually in a pretty good spot. He definitely has those. What, uh, for you personally, when you went through this pro day, Ted, and you see that take place like it did yesterday, what's changed? How different is what we watched in 2017 from when Teddy Lehman went through this in the early 2000s? Media, 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 media. <laughs> That's what's changed. You know, whenever I did it way back in the day in 2004, there was a ton of scouts there that day. There was, um, you know, the the coaches were there. There was a bunch of players there. But that was really it. Now, I, I want to say yesterday, I bet the media – outnumbered the players, coaches, and scouts probably three to one. Oh, wow. Wow. I mean, it's, it's everyone in the, in the entire area. 
I saw, you know, we had uh, myself, Tyler McComas were there from our station. James Hell was there from our station. And pretty much every other radio station in the sports talk radio station in the market had people there. Every television crew from every uh, major network had people there filming. There were, I mean, newspapers. It was anyone and everyone. ESPN was there covering it. So, I mean, it was covered from a million different angles as far as the media is concerned. You want to talk about oversaturation, Plank, there you have it right there. Wow. Um, I, I have heard that it was a number north, Ted, of 50 for the credentialed media. So when we're looking at 50 to maybe even 60 media, that's a, that's a pretty wild number. That's just about everybody that works in the media in Oklahoma City and maybe a handful right. of Tulsa guys. I think basically everyone. But it, it shows you the interest that was basically taken from this pro day, and a lot of that focused on Joe. But then Didi had to run. Didi, now take us through what happened on his. He had a rolling start on his first forty. He had to run again on his second time. But did he do what he needed to do in the forty to stay in that day two conversation for uh, potentially being drafted? I think so. I mean, he went out and he ran a great forty. Some of his agility and change of uh, direction stuff wasn't very good, and unfortunately for him, and you know, he did. He he was Tyler Tettleton threw to him and. I wasn't there for that. I bailed. You know, there's only so much I could stand. So I was finally out. But I heard Tyler Tettleton uh, threw the ball pretty good. But, I mean, you you got a, a GA throwing the football to you at pro day, right? I mean, right. that's part of the reason why you show up to the senior bowl and to the combines because you got top talent arms throwing you the football. Well, he had Tyler Tettleton, which, you know, I heard he did good. But, I mean, that's just – that's kind of why you want to go do it at the combine, right? So you get a top-level arm throwing you the football uh, that's been throwing recently, not a guy that's been a, an offensive GA. And nothing against mm-hmm. Tyler. Again, I heard he did fine, but I mean that's why you that's why you go catch balls at the combine. But um, he ran fine. He and with it, it, it's really the same with both guys. With Joe, it's not about the he's a first-round running back, without a doubt. Okay, he's a first-round talent, and I don't know anyone that would tell you anything differently, but we don't know if he's going to get drafted. My mm-hmm. gut tells me he will. I don't think he'll get drafted past the third round, but we don't know. You know, these coaches and the scouts, they're not the one that's going to be making the decision. It's the owner, right? The, the coaches and scouts, everyone else is going to make their money. The owner's the one that's going to see the bottom line fall out if he gets a big pushback and fall out from his fan bases and other fan bases, he's the one that loses money. No one else does. So the owner has to sign off on it. We just don't know how many owners have said, nope, we're not doing it, on to the next guy. I understand he's a great talent. Take him off the draft board. We just don't know. Do you, and, you know, we heard do, that, that D.D. Westbrook, there was 10 or 12 teams that said he's undraftable. Do you read I, – I I, listen, we're going to have to go a little bit long here, Josh. Do you read in too much – with the Vikings having both their coach and GM there whenever it came to the mix-in conversation. Is that something we can read into a little bit? I think so. You know, there's a couple of teams across the country that you feel like because of uh, their media market, because of the following that they have, that 
they're not going to get near the pushback of some other teams. And Minnesota, to me, is one of those teams. Minnesota, I think Green Bay, I think uh, New England Patriots, because everything uh, Bill Belichick has reached the level of supreme being that anything he does can't be questioned. Uh, there's and you know some of the other media markets they're all too big, and I think they'd get hammered a little bit. But think about Minnesota. Adrian Peterson was in Minnesota and had the child abuse charges, which was horrific. Mm-hmm. And you know I know he had the suspension. It wasn't really a suspension. He, you know, he was on the whatever the commissioner's exempt list. He got paid for an entire year, but. You know, there wasn't a whole lot of pushback on that deal. So I feel like Mixon in Minnesota may be a place where, you know, not that they just say it's okay, but where they feel like they may be able to get by with it without a massive amount of fallout. By the way, it's funny that you mentioned the Patriots because it looks like they're on the verge of getting Brandon Cooks for Malcolm Butler. Your boy does it again uh, with an amazing deal involving the Saints and the Patriots after they signed Stephen Gilmore from Buffalo this morning. All right, take us through, Ted. What's next for these guys? They've had uh, the combine for some. They've had the pro day. What's next? What's next is you'll have individual teams. Uh, it's usually like um, offensive coordinators or defensive coordinators will come into Oklahoma for an individual workout. So maybe there's a, a linebacker coach or a, or a defensive coordinator that wants to come in and take a look at Jordan Wade and Jordan Evans, and he'll put them through some drills individually, just about 10 or 15, maybe 20 minutes worth of drills. You'll have some stuff like that, and then you'll have visits. Team will, teams will bring you in to take a visit to their facility. They'll show you around. They'll get you in uh, some one-on-one meetings and talk more football. Like they've already gone through all the, the kind of character evaluation with the whenever they bring in the former FBI guys and they sit you down in a room with a bunch of people. That's kind of character type stuff. Now they're going to bring you into the facility and kind of get you up on the chalkboard and go through some football stuff. So there you have it. Another action-packed, fun-filled edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to tune in on Monday whenever we go in-depth on what will be a busy week for softball and for baseball. Obviously, baseball home this weekend. As we've been recording this episode of the Sooner Sports Podcast, we've had a few changes to the baseball schedule for the weekend. The Sooners, here's how it looks now this weekend for OU. They're playing tonight. I'm on the call tonight, as a matter of fact, depending on when you download this. Uh, Jake Irvin will take on Alec Tui tonight at 7 o'clock as the Sooners take on Buffalo. Then Oklahoma will play two games on Friday at 3 and 6.30 and just one game on Saturday. Same for Sooners softball with concerns over the weather and some rain that are that is potentially moving in. The Sooner softball team will now play two games on Friday as well, too, 3.30 and 6. And then they'll play one game on Saturday and one game on Sunday. Busy weekend in Sooner Athletics. Hope you enjoy it all. Thanks for joining us for the Sooner Sports Podcast. And until the Monday morning refresher, everyone have a great and safe weekend. And Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. Like that car riding your tail. 
Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.